0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. Welcome to you. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode 128 of our Truth Tidbits. And today I... I was thinking that I would do this as a Mother's Day message, but actually I'm going to do a Mother's Day message separate from our normal truth tidbits. So today I actually am going back to 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to pick up there again. We were, um, in, we've been in 1 John for quite a few of the past episodes recently, and so I want to go back here and we're going to talk about the source of real love. You will find in the book of First John, you'll find a couple of things. First of all, he has a fatherly theme throughout. You'll see many evidences where he has, he'll call them beloved sometimes, but he calls them my little children or little children many times. He's got this fatherly heart toward the Christians at that time. John's a very old man, probably, you know, within writing within five to seven or so years of of his death, and he really has been like a father to them. John the Elder, we believe, I believe John the Elder and John the Apostle are the same. And so John is the last remaining living apostle from the original ones, and to some degree perhaps he feels like a father to the entire church body. And so you can pick up that theme throughout his book. The other thing you pick up here is he has a theme in his heart. This passion comes through also in his gospel for people to know Jesus Christ, having eternal life in him. He longs for people to be saved. He longs for people to know Jesus personally and intimately having true eternal life through faith in his name and faith in the work that he has done on the cross. And then he has a huge theme in his book, especially in 1 John, about love and true love. And he is trying to help us understand true love, not like the world has. We're not talking about carnal love. We're talking about agape love that self-sacrificing kind of love that we've been discussing so i want to pick up that because that's huge in the section that we're going to read today in first john chapter 4 we're going to look at verses 7 through 11 today beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone who loves is born of god and knows god He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Sounds very much like John 3.16 that John also penned from the words of Jesus. Verse 10, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is the section we're going to look at today. So John is reiterating the fact that we need to love the Lord. We have to love one another because we love the Lord. It's part of that outflow of loving god it is including loving one another so he reiterates these instructions and he tells us more about true love here first of all he tells us that love originates from god now he is speaking here about agape love he's not talking just about phileo love which is kind of the friendship Fond love that you would have for caring for a friend or person, someone dear to you. Nor is he talking about any form of a sexual love here or a carnal love. He's talking about the highest form of love, agape love, and it only comes from God. God is the source of it. Matter of fact, John here says God is love. In other words, he is it it is in him it exists in him he is love and in being love he is in complete unity and concert with all of his other attributes in other words God is love but God is also holy and God is also just and a God of justice And there's no conflict between those. For instance, they are both just as true. Let's examine that in light of something very important that is often misunderstood. For instance, people that believe in Jesus, that have received God's greatest sacrifice and gift of love, the giving of his own son to die for us, to be that propitiation for us. All of those will receive eternal life, both life abundantly here by the blessing of the Lord in whatever his will is for each and every one of us and the eternal life that we will live with him in heaven. But at the same time, God is just as loving and just as just when there are others who will reject his greatest sacrificial love by giving his own son. And in rejecting Jesus, they themselves seal their doom in hell. That does not make God any less loving because he is also just. He has loved every single person alive enough to send his son for them. It's not his fault what they choose. Each person must make their own choice. And God is just as loving and full of love as he is just and as he is holy. So he is love completely. True love is shown by those who are truly born of God. This is what he's saying here. If you have real love, if you have this kind of love that comes only from God and is a sacrificial type of love where you are giving of yourself for the needs of others to help others. This kind of true love is only born from God. It only comes into us through being born again and able then to have of that seed of this kind of love from God. And this is what proves. Jesus even said that. He said that they will know you are my disciples by your love, by that kind of agape love that no one else can give anywhere else in the world. He says that true love is evident by those who are born of God. It's going to be evident. It's going to be the fruit that's outgrowing from their life, and it will be clearly seen. This couples with earlier scriptures that we've also read and considered in John. For instance, in 1 John 2, verses 3-6. through Now by this we know that we know him. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Then if you look over in chapter 3, verses 10 through 11, it says this, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Jump down to verse 16 through 19. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought also to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need shuts up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And we've talked about these scriptures before. So he's he's got a consistent message here proving that true love is evident and is one of the evidences and proofs of those who are truly born of God. These are the ones who know God, he's telling us here. These are the ones that know him intimately and know him personally. And that's why God created mankind to begin with. Adam and Eve in the garden was to have relationship with them. True sincere relationship where we are honoring him. We are living lives of obedience and getting to know him personally, giving him honor and lordship in our life. Then he tells us in verse nine here, he says how the love of God was manifested toward us here again. He's going back as if he was talking back in 316 over here that we just read how God has proven His love because He laid down His life for us. Here He said He sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. So it's all tied up in God sending His Son. That is the true picture of love. If you want to know what real agape love is, you need look no farther than to the cross of Jesus Christ. When Jesus hung on that cross, arms stretched out, hanging there, bleeding to death on your behalf. That is the picture of love. That is the clear image and clearest proof of agape love that could ever be. And that is the real picture. The result of that kind of love and God's own sacrifice of his own son And the sacrifice of the son of his own life is that we now have life. You see, we were dead in our trespasses and sins before that. But God has now, through faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross, his finished work of atonement on our behalf. Because John even tells us here that he did that, becoming the propitiation for our sins. In other words, that means the mercy seat the place, the one and only place in the tabernacle and in the temple where atonement was provided for guilty sinners. Once a year, the high priest would go in. Now Jesus, the true high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, has come one time for all sin, for all mankind, and has paid that price and has put his own blood on the mercy seat, bringing to us true forgiveness, and atonement. And so John says, in light of this great love, in light of this great truth, in light of this great sacrifice and evidence of real love, what should be the result for us? We should follow Jesus' example, not that we have to die on a cross necessarily. There may be a time when some may be called to do that and some have been called to do that but we should follow his example in whatever way god calls us in whatever opportunity he gives us to love sacrificially obediently and truly he is the true source of this kind of love and when it when you know him and this is operating in your life it will be evident and it will reach Other people truly sharing the love of God in a sacrificial, obedient, and genuine way to others. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you today in Jesus' name.